Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast. I'm your host, Elisa Shuck. Whether you're going for that next promotion, looking for a job, or making a career pivot, I'll teach you how to navigate it all so you can have the career you want. This is episode 50. Wow, 50 episodes. And the topic for this week is one of my favorites. And it's all about interview confidence. Now, there's a number of ways that you can be prepared for an interview. Of course, you're going to do some company research. You're going to look at the LinkedIn profiles of the people that are interviewing you. You're going to study the company and the job description, learn a little bit about the mission and vision, the team, all of that good stuff. And you're going to practice your answers to interview questions, anything that you think you might need to know, definitely practice those. Tell me about yourself. What is your greatest weakness? What's your biggest challenge? What's your greatest strength? Kinds of answers. Absolutely do those. And I actually have a podcast episode about this idea of weakness and strength because there's a formula that I want you to use with those interview answers. But the reality is, if you don't prepare yourself, then all of that other preparation is not going to show up for you the way that you want it to. It won't be maximized in the way that it could be if you spent some time, especially immediately before the interview, prepping yourself. And this is about creating confidence, ease, and certainty as you enter that interview conversation so that all of the prep that you've done in advance shows up for you. Now I have three steps that I recommend you do before every single interview. And I don't care if it's a phone screen. (laughs) Don't save this prep for the biggest conversations. You deserve to have your brain functioning like the machine that it is, serving you in the best way possible in every single conversation. Because if you don't feel confident and your brain isn't firing at the highest levels of critical thinking, then none of those interviews are going to go as well as you want them to. And I want them to go super duper for you. Interview prep that I do with my clients is one of the most fun things, I have to admit. Practicing answers, doing a debrief, redirecting those answers, and coming up with these concise, really juicy, impactful responses is key. But you are the component that matters most. So be sure that you are leveraging everything you have 
all of your success, all of the answers that you've prepared, and especially your own brain. So here is the interview prep routine that I recommend. And I want you to do all of these steps in this exact order. Step one is doing what I call a doubt download. Going into any kind of a conversation, whether you're in your comfort zone or not, it's perfectly normal for your brain to start serving up weird, creepy, imposter syndrome kinds of thoughts. It's normal because you're you're going to be talking to a stranger and your brain is, is kind of going into overload and protection mode at a time when you don't need it to do that. By doing a doubt download, you're basically kind of doing a clean sweep in your brain. It's so helpful. Now, it may seem weird to start writing down these thoughts, but when you write them down, you're actually getting them out and it just becomes a story on a piece of paper that you can detach from. It stops the spin and drama and internal argument that is going on inside your head. I want you to get all of that out there. And listen, for some of us who are positive thinkers, then we have a tendency to even judge those thoughts when we start writing them down. Like, ooh, wait, that's a terrible thought. I don't think that about myself. And so you don't write it down. But by not writing it down, you're not giving it space, you're not acknowledging it, and therefore it's going to still rattle around in your brain. I don't want any of those thoughts rattling around in there. So get them all out on this piece of paper, and you don't even have to reread it. You're just getting it out. Okay, step two is I want you to rank yourself from one to ten. And you're ranking yourself on how you feel about your qualifications for the role. And you're just being real here. So it doesn't matter. And honestly, if you go with your first instinct, that's the right one to go with. Don't overanalyze this. Don't start thinking about whether or not you have a degree and your experience and your qualifications and all that kind of stuff to a great deal of analysis and data and all that. Don't do that. Go with that first instinct. And listen, if you pick a six out of 10, that's totally fine. You're just being real. But what you do with that ranking isn't about going in and finding all the gaps and and thinking of all the counterpoints to those gaps so that you can feel better about yourself in your interview. No. The gap is just telling you where you are in terms of your thoughts about your qualifications because our thoughts are just strings of words, stories in our brain that we have absolute control over. So if you're a six out of 10, I just want you filling that gap with the thoughts that you need to be a 10. And you do this by thinking, what does someone who is a 10 think about their qualifications? If you were a 10, what kinds of thoughts would you have? 
you would be thinking things like, this is such an amazing opportunity. I'm so qualified for this. I can't wait to add all my value here. Isn't it so cool how the accumulation and career history and everything has come together for this kind of a moment? I'm going to be able to communicate so clearly. I'm going to understand everything about the job. Man, you could have all kinds of thoughts. I want you to write down at least seven thoughts that you would have if you were a 10. The reason for the ranking helps because it's an indication of how many thoughts you need to create for yourself. Yeah, if you're an eight out of 10, you may not need that many more thoughts to get to that what is a 10 thinking moment. But if you're a six, then you might need more thoughts. You might need more words written down to help you really start living in your mind like you're a 10. When you start living in your mind like you're a 10, you start acting like a 10. You start creating the state of ease and certainty and confidence as you enter that interview. It's so powerful. All right. Now, step three, write down your favorite accomplishment in as much detail as possible. And Sidebar here, when I say write down, I mean actually physically write it down by hand. This is not typing this stuff out. When you write things down, you're slowing your brain function down. You're creating a stronger connection between the words and your thoughts. You're able to be more creative and come up with more meaningful words when you write it down. So please don't skip this. Back to number three, when you write out your favorite accomplishment in as much detail as possible, you are giving yourself the opportunity to relive that accomplishment. Everything about it, how you felt, what you were going through, the circumstances that created that opportunity, relive it. Give yourself the good feelings of that accomplishment because when you do, you are changing your brain chemistry. You are elevating yourself into higher levels of critical thinking. And higher levels of critical thinking will serve you extremely well when you get into that interview. And listen, if you have trouble thinking of a work accomplishment, That's no problem. This first accomplishment, I want you to think of anything personal or professional that just gets you feeling good because that starts that brain chemistry transformation. Get into it. Enjoy it. That's the purpose of this accomplishment. After you get this first accomplishment written down, then you can move on to accomplishments that are more specific to the role that you're applying for. There's three categories that you could go with here. You could go with a relational accomplishment, a time that you really navigated a challenging person or customer or coworker in a positive way. Those are always questions that come up in interviews, hint, hint. 
You could also write about another accomplishment that is very specific to the role in terms of technical or project or an execution of a strategy, a recommendation that you made that was accepted and integrated into the company strategy. Those are also accomplishments too. So give yourself another two or three accomplishments after the first one, make those additional two or three really relevant to the role you're applying for, and you are going to be so ready for that interview. And if I didn't mention it before, I want you to do these three steps immediately before going into the interview. So do all your other prep, but give yourself 30 minutes to write all this stuff out and spend this time, invest this time in creating a state of confidence, ease, and certainty. And trust me, you will feel empowered. You will be able to navigate those interview conversations with higher levels of critical thinking. You'll be able to come up with answers to questions that you didn't even prepare for because you've put yourself in a position to operate at that level and trust your brain to show up for you. You just need to create the conditions that your brain can use to serve you in the way it was designed to serve you. Now, one last step is for after the interview. After the interview, I want you to do a simple evaluation. Now, this is so good for you because so many people crave feedback. I want you to give yourself validation and also give yourself the opportunity to improve interview upon interview upon interview. So doing this simple evaluation is the way to do it. And all you have to do is answer three questions after the interview. Do this immediately after the interview so that everything is fresh in your mind. Question number one, what worked? We start with what worked for the same reason we started with your favorite accomplishment, and that is because what worked will help you feel better. You're giving yourself acknowledgement. You're giving yourself the kudos that you need to feel like you did a good job. Because trust me, there are lots of things that you did well in that conversation. So give yourself credit for it. Part two, what didn't work? You're going to be so much more objective about what didn't work because you just gave yourself credit for what did work that asking yourself what didn't is going to be very clear, very concise. Uh, It won't be defeating. It'll be logical and analytical in the best possible way without judgment, okay? No judging here. It's just, hey, We can always improve, right? Which leads me to question number three. What would you do differently? If you were doing the interview over again, was there something different that you would have said? Was there a different example or accomplishment that you would have referenced? 
write those down as well. And now when you look back at this little evaluation, what worked, what didn't work, what would you do differently? You have a nice little blueprint to help you do better the next time. It's so easy and it will help give you the confidence that you need going into that next interview. Some of those little tidbits that you uncovered may become part of your prep plan the next time. That's awesome. Do that. If there was something in there that didn't work, now you know what to leave behind and not repeat that mistake going forward. And most importantly, if it worked well, then use it again. No reason not to. You're going to be having lots of interviews. You're going to be doing lots of conversations with people. So make sure that with this interview prep, you're as ready as you can possibly be and you're ensuring that every single interview gets better and better and better so that you can get offers because that's what an interview is all about, right? Sharing your value in a powerful way with the message that the other person needs to hear so that they see you as the solution to their problem and you get offers. All right, now check out your show notes because I'm giving you a worksheet that walks you through this. If you're a worksheet person, you're going to want to download this. But of course, you can follow the steps on any piece of paper. All right, I'll talk to you next time. If you like listening to this podcast and you are going to love my program, Job Search Field Guide, this is a unique opportunity. I offer group coaching alongside a five-step process to help you land a job quickly. So I hope you will join me in Job Search Field Guide. This is going to be revolutionary to your career journey and your job search, and you get lifetime access. So find it at elisashuck-careercoach.com, and I will see you there.